It's time for Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. Presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. All right, Matt Simons, John Dickinson with you. The Golden State Warriors, 108, the Los Angeles Lakers, 90. And I'm going to challenge, I'm going to challenge Warrior fans tonight. You tell me, you tell me, Warrior fans, what, if anything, you learned from tonight's game. And I'll tell you what, if you learned anything about the Lakers, I'll listen to that too. Because tonight's ball game was not one of those games, J.D., that the NBA should be proud of. Uh, the, the Golden State Warriors held up their end of the bargain tonight. That's the way I feel. But I turned to you midway through the fourth quarter and kind of said, man, I, I get it. If I were at this game and paid a couple hundred dollars, hundred dollars, maybe a thousand. I, I wouldn't be happy with, with what I've seen tonight. Well, and the interesting thing about that, Steiny, is the fact that I turned to you in the first quarter when it was thirty nine to twelve at the end of the first quarter in favor of the Warriors as they were en route to a thirty four point lead in a game they led wire to wire. And I said, This game's a joke in a good way for the Golden State Warriors because they were clicking They were defending. It was like the varsity against the freshman team, really. I mean, and that's what the Lakers threw out there. But if you're looking at this thing from a Warriors point of view, it's the simple fact that you need to go out and you need to handle business and get the job done when you're starting your five All-Stars against, you know, whatever, the, the, the Bay City, Long Beach... 99er Lakers, or whatever the hell they call themselves. I mean, this was a joke on the Lakers side of things, but the reality is LeBron James made the Lakers a joke based on what he turned their season into, and the Warriors just did what they had to do and handled business tonight in a game they led by 34 and won by 18. Well, let's be clear. The Lakers were missing more than LeBron James. It was Kuzma and Ingram and Ball and, and Hart. Anyway, you are listening to the Warriors Wrap-Up Show brought to you by Realtor.com, your home for home search. 888-957-9570 is the number. Again, throwing it out. Challenge for Warrior fans. What did you learn about your team tonight? Very difficult team uh, game to glean anything from. How about, I mean, this is one of those games, J.D., where you look at the box score and it's just... <laughs> it's amazing. It's crazy because... The first thing that I look at is, all right, how'd, how'd Curry and Thompson play? Well, they combined to shoot six for 24. That stinks. Curry was one for nine. How are those contacts working now? One for nine from three-point range. But what I'm getting at is ultimately a positive. This this game was never in doubt, and they they didn't even have to play that well to blow out the Los Angeles Lakers tonight. Well, and you look at it, I mean the Warriors at one point in this thing were up 34 to 8. They were up 34 to 8. You mentioned Curry and Thompson who combined to be 6 for 25 from the field, 4 for 16 from three-point yeah. range. Sold them short. I gave him too much credit. And 4 for 16 from three-point range. You look at a guy like 
DeMarcus Cousins, right? DeMarcus Cousins scores 21 points. He's a plus 27. Who who helped that off the bench tonight? Well, Quinn Cook. Quinn Cook played a good game. We were looking at each other as we were watching the game. We're like, yeah, Quinn Cook. He's found himself. He's contributing. He can really shoot the basketball. Quinn Cook was a minus 16, but he scored 18 points. Right. And the Warriors won by 18 points in a game they led by 34 wire to wire. So the, the box score is... A little bit of a conundrum. It's, it actually is. You know, the more I look at it, the more puzzled I am to tell you the well, truth. Well, Quinn Cook was on the floor for a good portion of the fourth quarter where the Lakers outscored the Warriors 24-14. Right. But even 24-14, that's not like 38-15. Well, no, and I mean? at the end of the first quarter, you're thinking this game's going to be 140-105. to True. That's true. And it wound Actually, up not being that. But the the bottom line is the Warriors handled business en route to their 54th victory of the season with four games to go. And, yeah, I mean, the Lakers, who they put out on the floor tonight, I mean. What? Uh, Alex Caruso. I like him. Mo Wagner. Works hard. JaVale McGee. Everybody wants Very him back. Athletic. Hey, Very wants, athletic. Everybody wants JaVale McGee in his minus 28 uh-huh. tonight against DeMarcus yeah. Cousins Anomaly. back. Hey, guess what? DeMarcus yeah. Cousins was plus 27. Okay. So let me tell you something, Warrior fans from a month ago. You'd rather have freaking DeMarcus Cousins than JaVale McGee. Because on March the 5th, I think a lot of Warrior fans out there would rather have JaVale McGee. Not not the case anymore tonight. You're going to run down some more players because you're really... There were some awful names on the court uh, for the Warriors. Or I'm sorry, for the Lakers tonight. Mike Muscala. I like Mike Muscala. Mike Muscala. Bucknell, I believe, right? Bucknell, yeah, I like Muscala. He gave that. He gave the Hawks a few good years. Jamario Jones. Here's the thing about Mike Muscala, though. Reggie Bullock. Oh, DNP. Next stiffness. Here's here's the thing about Mike Muscala. Have you know he was in Atlanta. He's not in Atlanta anymore. You know why? Because Atlanta's ascending. Hey, you know who the MVP tonight for the Lakers <laughs> Lakers was? Oh, I do know. Tyson Chandler. D- DNP coach's decision. I got a funny story for you. Wow. As lo- actually, the play of the game was still by Alex Caruso when he dunked on all the Warriors. That was That's almost better than getting a win if you're the Lakers. I got a funny story. Remind me to tell you about, uh, just say Tyson Chandler. No. Um, uh, yeah. No. Th- no, this is an old Warrior story. By the way, did I tell you, uh, Sunday, first of all, the Warriors play Cleveland tomorrow at Oracle Arena, and then they play... Uh, Clippers, Sunday. yeah, Clippers are in, and then they go to the Pelicans, and they play Memphis right. to wrap it up on Wednesday. So their magic number is what, two? Is that what we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, to clinch home court advantage throughout the Western Conference okay. playoffs. The Bucks clinched Bucks. home court advantage throughout the playoffs. It's still to be determined between the Warriors and whatever happens with the Toronto Raptors if those two teams meet in the finals. 888-957-9570 is the number. What, if anything, did you learn from tonight's ball game? Could you learn anything from tonight's ball game? Warriors win 108 to 90. Not even close to that close, to tell you the truth. Warriors led 39 to 12 after the first quarter, and it was just coasting since then, uh, or from that point, I should say. And it was such coasting that the backcourt didn't even need to shoot the ball very well. Uh, an easy, easy win for the Warriors. Uh, I'm trying to think whether I want to get into how, how big great, picture stuff or small well, small stuff. I just right want to say tonight, like how great how 
how great was DeMarcus Cousins tonight? I mean, this is another game in a long line of games where DeMarcus Cousins has been really good. Hey, here's where, you know what? And you know I don't do this a lot. Who's the guy who said early, I liked him and he's going to get paid. Yeah, no, you did. You definitely said that. I mean, if this continues and the Warriors win a title, and I mean, he's not going to get 27 and 10, but he, he is assimilating perfectly in terms of his role on this team, his minutes, so that if you're another team in the NBA right now, you're definitely looking at Cousins saying, wow, look at how effective he is, and we'll give him about six or eight more minutes at the center spot so he can be even... You know, more effective for us. Uh, Cousins turning into a real, real, real benefit right now. It is. It's really scary right now because he's playing dominant basketball similarly to the way he was playing dominant basketball with the Pelicans and previously with the Sacramento Kings, who weren't a very good team when he was, you know, a member of that squad. Yeah, no doubt about it. And here's the thing he's playing dominantly with Curry. And Durant and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green right. on the floor, which is that you know wreck the league type of you know mentality and, and quotes that we'd put on this thing. One of the things we were talking about earlier is when Cousins first came back from his injury, maybe not right away, but after that first week or two, it felt like the Warriors were force feeding him and saying, "Here, go, go, go," and and rushing it. Ever since then, it feels like he's just playing. And now, if he's got something that's advantageous, the Warriors' teammates just say, you go to work. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, see, that's the one thing about the Warriors I think that's really, really important that sometimes gets lost is they have four scorers. But at any time, those scorers are not selfish to the point where they wouldn't say, KD, go go to work right now. Carry us for four minutes. Right. Just get us through. Exactly. Get us through till we can get in a rhythm again. And now Cousins is another player who can do that for the Warriors. Yeah, he just does it in a very different way, and we've seen Curry do it from time to time. We've seen Klay Thompson do it. I mean, Klay Thompson knocks down his first shot tonight, and I'm looking at you like, uh-oh, here we go again, just like January 21st where he was, what, 10 for 10 right. before he ended up missing a shot inside a Staples Center. And, you know, he winds up 3 for 7 from 3, 3 for 11 overall. I mean, tonight was really a night because the Warriors were ahead by so many so quickly and 39-12 at the end of the first quarter, 34 overall in a game that they never trailed. Tonight actually became more about what the bench guys could do. And Quinn Cook... I mean, Quinn Cook could shoot the rock. I mean, if there's one thing he can do, it's shoot the basketball. You look at Quinn Cook tonight, 18 points, 8 of 13, 2 of 6 from 3. Last five games for Quinn Cook, 28 for 49. He's 57% shooting. He's shooting over 63%. He's made 12 of his last 19 from 3 over the last five games. And he's been in double figures Sneaky 16 times this year. You wouldn't think of that, but he's been in double figures 16 different times and I've actually, on the year. Yeah, you know, that's, I've been, that's 20% of your games. Yeah, and and um, I guess my question would be, can you play him against good teams? Not necessarily. That's And that's really what it comes down to 
with him. But I mean, he can like, get you through a regular season. No oh, yes, no doubt. And that is not insignificant. That's not nothing. You're absolutely right. As I right. love to say. You're absolutely right. I mean, uh, you could, th- yes. Quinn, Quinn Cook's a pro. There's no doubt about it. And I, I'll tell you what, the one thing I've, I have, not, I mean, he can. He sets his feet. He squares up. He can shoot the ball. He is all. I'll tell you what. Here's the other thing. I mean, JD. Could he be? Could he be one of the worst defenders in the NBA? Quinn Cook. I mean, he struggles. He really struggles at that end. And he also seems to have bad luck down at that end. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. I he like does, Quinn. but tonight's not the night. You're right. I mean, tonight's not the night for No, that. you know what? I think tonight would be the night. I'll tell you why. It's well, better if to you do it score on a night 18, like tonight. If you score 18 and you're minus 16, it might be the night. Well, as opposed to the night when he actually does cost you with his defense, then that's the easy night to pick on him. I like to get on him, you know, after a hell of a game. Now, Quinn Cook, we're joking, uh, shooting the ball well. Playing a role for this team. Got a ring. He has a ring. Might get two. Might get two. And um, the Golden State Warriors, once again, 108-90. They beat the Los Angeles Lakers tonight. Or some kind of uh, facsimile of the Los Angeles Lakers team. Alex Caruso, Wagner. And um, I heard right Contavious Caldwell Pope with the line of the night for the Lakers. The line of the night. Dude, every line in this box score is a three-ring circus. It's unbelievable. Stiney. The line of the night. Contavious Caldwell Pope. Three for 19. One of nine from three. Seven points. Minus 29. Contavious Caldwell Pope. You know what, though? In in 10 years, Contavious Caldwell Pope's going to say, and back in the day, Curry and I went mano a mano from three-point range at Staples because Curry was one for nine tonight, too. So there you go. Hey, Rick. Rick's in Redwood City. What's going on, Rick? How you doing, man? Hey, Matt. Good to talk with you. Uh, question for you. Uh, with Sean Livingston and uh, Andre Wadala talking about retiring at the end of this year, how does that work with the contracts that they have that might actually go on forward past this year? Plus, could that help with maybe re-signing DeMarcus and not going sky high over the uh, salary cap for next year? J.D.? It's really tricky as far as Livingston retiring potentially wouldn't save him nearly enough money, and we appreciate the phone call. It, it would take Livingston and probably an Iguodala trade and then one of the other stars as far as being able to give DeMarcus Cousins the level of of a payout that, that Steiny is talking about. And when we go to the phones and we talk, uh, was it Rick? Yeah, Rick. Rick brought to you by Giant Hamburgers, the best since 1952. 888-957-9570 is the number. But no, that... That is the one, if there's one, we used to call them back in the day, topic sentences. And uh, it was the one sentence that encapsulated everything. And it's that, you know, if Durant leaves, they just can't replace him with somebody of Durant's caliber. You can't just say, we're going to go get Kawhi, we're going to go get... 
that to me would be the biggest theme of Giannis. He right. can't do that. Right. Even though, honestly, logically, you'd think, well, why not? Well, that's the way the salary cap is set up. And um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, Warriors come home tomorrow. This is another thing I was thinking. How about this? What do we got? A few more minutes in this segment. The Golden State Warriors last year played the Cleveland Cavaliers on Christmas in the marquee game yeah. the entire season. Yes. And they've done that now for three or four years, right? Yeah. You couldn't you, you couldn't, couldn't pick a game that's more buried on the, at the end of the you. schedule. This is the most buried game on the schedule that you could possibly have. Aside Warriors, from Cleveland. maybe Cleveland playing in Sacramento tonight. No, but I mean, you want to talk about Hey, the Cavs haven't been I mean, Oracle this is yet. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, like the other thing I think that's amazing is like, yeah, LeBron left, but nobody was paying Cleveland any respect. Not even well, we know LeBron's leaving, but we'll still put Cleveland on Christmas because they're oh. the defending champs. Oh, no chance. No, no chance. There's ten teams you would have put in front of Cleveland on Christmas, even if you weren't gonna pick the Lakers. No, I, I get that, but I guess what I'm saying is... I mean, you is, take Boston, Philly, Giannis with Milwaukee. I, I guess what here's what I'm saying is I always kind of Oklahoma thought... Oklahoma City, the Houston. The teams that make it to the finals play in Christmas, play on Christmas. Well, yeah, unless the unless biggest what, star LeBron in the league James? goes to the Lakers. Okay. okay, well, what if the Warriors... What if Kevin Durant goes somewhere else? Well, you know what it'll be next year? It'll be New York at the Warriors. It'll be if, the Knicks at the happens. Warriors if he goes to the Knicks. That's what it'll be. I guarantee you that's what it'll be. Because LeBron didn't hold up his end this year because he sabotaged the Lakers season. Man, you're you're down on LeBron these days. I am, and I'm not that guy. I'm actually not that guy historically. Like, I'm not one of these guys that says, oh, LeBron's three and six in the finals. Then that that hurts his legacy. No, if you're getting to the freaking finals every year, that doesn't hurt your legacy. If you're getting to the finals every year for seven straight years, that's that doesn't hurt your legacy. Eight straight years. And he made it from 11 to 18. That's eight years. And oh, by the way, he made it in 2007. So that doesn't hurt your legacy if, if you're LeBron James in my eyes, even if you go three and six. It doesn't. What hurts the legacy if, if, for me is when you sabotage a season where you could have been a, a high seed in the Western Conference, you get hurt, and then you... And Clutch Sports and Rich Paul sabotage the Lakers season and, and and completely devalue every one of their young players and devalue your head coach to a point where he's going to get fired and every young player you have on that roster that's healthy quits. That That's when I start to look at your legacy and have an issue with it, LeBron. But it's nothing he couldn't get back in one year. Yeah, go to the conference final, go to the final yeah. next year. Yeah, Get a exactly. star to come. Make that trade and get a star to come. Oh, by the way, he thinks he can get a star to come. Well, we're about to find out because he can't get anybody to come and do freaking Space Jam with him. So we'll see. Uh, LeBron on his critical offseason. I've never played fantasy basketball, but I will be as active as I need to be for this franchise to get better. That's why I came here, J.D. I came here to win, and obviously we need to get better as far as our personnel. We have an opportunity to get better. There's a lot of talent out there and a lot of guys that can help our franchise. I think the Lakers next year, 
they're going to be sitting with Anthony Davis. You know it and I know it, right? So now you got AD and LeBron. Maybe Kawhi comes. We'll see. We'll see. As far as I'm concerned, the clock is on LeBron James. Here's my question. Um, If you could have any franchise's future right now, you have to have the best team in the NBA in three years. Who you betting on, JD? Anybody's team in three years? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually, I'm going to say two. I'm going to say two years. I might bet Milwaukee. That's not a bad call. And I might bet the Warriors. I'm not saying they're going to the team that's going to win it in two years. I'm saying the team. Well, yeah. I mean, the Warriors could win it, but be on the downturn. That's that's a fact. Gotcha. All right, we come back. We'll take more of your calls. You are listening to the Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Realtor.com, your home for home search. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Warriors 108, Lakers 90. From Staples Center, you're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Realtor.com, your home for home search. And uh, tonight, pretty much the equivalent of a baseball laugher. The Warriors win 108-90, but they were up 39-12 to uh, at the end of the first quarter. And from that point on, uh, just pretty much rolled. Uh, Matt Steinmetz along with John Dickinson. How about we take a listen to uh, Kevin Durant? Kevin Durant... Tonight, KD, another efficient night. Five for seven from the floor, three for four from three-point range, 15 points in 28 minutes. Oh, I mean, I feel great right now. I mean, I felt good last year. I think we all felt great going to the playoffs. I mean, it's, it's hard to compare years, man. It's different setting, different team, different dynamics in around the league, so it's kind of hard to compare, but I think we're in a good place. That's kind of surprising in the first quarter. Nah. Nah, that's not the first time we throw a lefty behind the back. It's probably more spectacular for him. Nah. He had some better passes than that one. But that was a great pass. That was a good look. Um, but that's normal for him. Can you name a better pass? We played the Lakers in preseason the first year I got here. He did the same thing, same type of pass. And I hit Clay for a three. He did that two times in a row. I remember that game. And, uh, but he got some passes that he go left hand from the other side of the court to the other corner. I mean, it's, he a phenomenal passer with his left hand. He got an opportunity now. He's knocking down shots. I mean, Quinn is one of those guys. He, you know what he's going he to bring to the table every night. He just needs the minutes and uh, the flow of the game, the rhythm. need to be in rhythm. But... Uh, I mean, he's just steady, you know. He's a good presence out there for us. I think it's been like that every time he steps on the court. I was uh, speaking to the Marcus. He's playing as well as he's played all season. Um, got going in the third quarter. What have you seen from him the last few years? Uh, I mean, I just see the the versatility, the. Uh, the aggression, you know, somebody that big, that's that size, he can control the paint with his duck ins, with his post ups, his positioning. I think that's to dominate. That's what centers do when they dominate. They they put themselves in position. When he duck ins in the paint, um, he creates havoc and 
creates chaos down there. And then when you knock down the three, then it's just like, you know, you're just mind blowing after that. Is it strange? Is it strange? I mean, you've never gone to the playoffs without him no, it's not really strange because, you know, he's been on the East Coast for so long, you know, it's not, it's like, you only run into him in the finals, you know what I'm saying? I, it's, it's weird playing on the West Coast, you know, it's, I don't know, I, I don't, it don't feel any different, but, you know, it's, see how many years he's played in the playoffs in the league and how precious the summers are for us as players, you know, when we get to kind of relax and get away from the game and get away from the life a little bit, um, this is his first time in a while, so I wonder how that's going to be for him, you know, right after the season. He get to, you know, kind of do his thing a little earlier than usual. So I'm sure he needs the rest. I'm sure he's, you know, pumped and excited about stepping into a, a summer and getting the whole summer to work on his game and his body and everything that he loves to do. So uh, I know that uh, I know there's going to be a little weird for him. I, I definitely want to ask him about it. All right, that's Kevin Durant talking about. I'll tell you what, I like hearing Kevin Durant when he's talking basketball. Yeah. When he because he really does know he, the game. He was into it tonight. Yeah, he was. He was. the The fact that he re, somebody, but it, it was that was such a great Durant little vignette because or or uh, soundbite because he talked to him about was that the best left handed pass? No. Nah. Of course, he's got to say no. Always defiant. Always has to say no. But then his recollection of three other passes left-handed from exhibition games from his first year. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. It's very impressive. Really impressive. And, and that's where you realize he he's sharp. Yes. Even though you think initially that he's being a little intentionally defiant just because. Yep. But he backed it up. So it's yeah. hard to argue with him. And the other thing, I mean, that's a I, I got to tell you, I haven't thought about this at about all. About LeBron. Yeah. yeah, I actually had that. Like LeBron's yeah. summer has already started. So LeBron's off season now has begun April 1st, which is 2 months plus, 2 and a half Almost months. Almost 3 sometimes. Yeah, 2 and a half months earlier than he's finished any season in the last 5. So, you know what what to me is kind of interesting and I know people don't think about it this way, but in terms of freshness, does that make LeBron, him better next year? I, why wouldn't it? And then you look at—I'm not just saying LeBron versus the Warriors, but then you look at Curry, who's and and you know Curry and Clay and Draymond, who now are going to play into June for their fifth straight year. It's got to, I mean, it's got to factor in at some point. Maybe not right away. Don't you think? Yeah, no. I, I mean, I think it it absolutely factors in on the positive side for LeBron. Right. There's no doubt about that. Although, as they've shown, they need help. You know, no, it's not no just doubt. LeBron bouncing back and being closer to what he's been. And I, I do think we're legitimately at a point now with LeBron James where you have to almost look at him next year as a an unknown. Like you don't you don't know you don't know the level that he's going to be able to bring consistently without sustaining some kind of an injury. I think we're officially to that point. And, and yeah, I know you can, and I, maybe you're going to say this, and that's fine. Actually, you don't know what I'm going to say. I don't. Gonna, no, I don't. It's going to be a great point. I don't. Maybe you are, maybe you're not. But it's it's the fact that, you know, you look at LeBron, and you know now that he's had that first injury that was significant, 
that where he missed some time. You know, maybe more injuries are coming each and every year. Maybe, maybe not. But my point is, you can't give him the benefit of the doubt any longer. At some point, one injury is going to become two. Is going to become three. The one thing that was very interesting that Durant said about LeBron was, uh, you know, this summer he can work on his game. Yeah. You don't think about And that's fair. It, well, but you don't think about it like that at thirty six. You just think, well, LeBron's gonna he's gonna re you know, he's gonna rest this summer or he's gonna, you know, get his shots up and make sure he stays in shape. But no, I mean, this is what Kobe did. This is what Bird and Magic did. And, and in LeBron fair, may have may come back with something next year that we haven't seen. And in fairness to LeBron, I mean, his birthday is December 30th. Okay. He did turn 34 at the end because it was still the end of 18. So he just turned 34. So he's 34. So he'll be 30. He'll play the majority of next season at 35. Okay. Including the year. You'd said 36. I just want to give him. But 35 is still 35. I thought he was older than that. Yeah. Yeah, he's, huh? he's going to be a force next year. 1984, but the end of 1984, December 30th. It's a little tricky. He was born hey, the I second to last half day years of the year. at all, though. And I know I was wrong no, I for know. 36, but who cares? It's 35. Basically 35. He's going to play next year at 35 for the most part. I remember his uh, debut in SAC. I do, too. I was there. He had 25 points. I covered points. that game. I know he had 25 points. Yeah. I want to say like eight rebounds, seven assists, or something like a that. A very young JD with an even younger LeBron. Did you uh, did you interview him after the game? I was in the scrum, yes. Nice. Nice. All right. When we come back, we're going to wrap up the Golden State Warriors win tonight. It was a 108 90 victory over the LA Lakers. You're listening to the Warriors wrap up, presented by Realtor.com, your home for home search. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. I don't want to be a jerk, but I hate this song. This is Africa by Toto. Get it off. Why, what like, are we doing? Why is there no, like, what is the connection Here, here's between what, that song and anything we're doing right now? Come on, Alex. Here's what I the got. the Bay Area. Yeah, please. <laughs> here's what I know about Africa by Toto. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. That's not bad. That's not bad. I'm out. All right. Uh, Golden State Warriors tonight win 108 to 90. And um, it was a game that wasn't that close, ladies and gentlemen. The Warriors led 39 12 after one quarter. It's pretty much a laugher after that. Let's take a listen to what the play of the game was. It's time for the play of the game. Tune in tomorrow morning to Steinmetz and Guru at 10.30 for your chance to win $100. Now, here's the play of the game. He got the rebound, goes up and stripped away by Curry. Curry out of the pack, feeds Durant. Durant with a breakaway. Look out, one-hand hammer for Kevin Durant. It's 27-8. All right, there's the play of the game. And by the way, tomorrow's play of the game, we're $300. Now, I don't get this, J.D. Really? Yeah, I don't get this. Because people can't figure it out? No. Two uh, games in a row? 10.30. Listen tomorrow to Steiny and Guru. Tell us what the play of the game is. We'll, we'll rip you off 300. How do you not know what the play of the game is the first two times? Apparently, there are people out there when you say, all right, play of the game, caller number four, you'll get caller number four, and they just guess. 
They don't know what the play of the game is. Yeah. They'll say it was the Curry three from the third quarter. We'll play it, and it says Clay Thompson down the middle behind the back. To DeMarcus Durant only throws the Cousins and jams it. That's usually where it's the eh. So anyway, that's unreal. $300 tomorrow is um, wow. up for grabs. Play of the game, 1030, Steinmetz and Guru. Let's hear from uh, Quinn Cook. Quinn Cook, uh, 18 points tonight. Nice ball game. Let's take a listen. Good. Um, I know when I'm going to play. Um, I think you know, we're trying to start to figure out the rotations. Um, and the rotation kind of been the same the past 11, 12 games. So uh, mentally from that point, you know, uh, you know when to, when to play. You know when you're going to get minutes and stuff like that. So uh, and God's been taking care of business. So uh, you know everybody opens up stuff for us, and uh, we just try to come in the game and bring energy. How does it? How much confidence does it give you when you know when you're going to play? I mean, it does a lot. Um, but obviously, you know, on this team, you never know. We have so much talent. So all we got to stay mentally ready, stay engaged into the game, and consume we're winning. And uh, you know, everybody does a good job of that. Yeah, I mean, this was my role last year, the first two rounds. So, you know, I'm, I think the team's confident in, in my abilities. I'm confident in that role. And, uh, you know, we're all playing together. I think we're we're, we're getting hot at the right time. And, uh, you know, guys, you want to finish the season off the right way. What are your keys to staying mentally prepared for these kind of moments? Um, well, first, you know, we all work. I'll bust off and get to the NBA. So I think um, you know, once you get your dream, then you want to keep adding to you know, your goals and stuff like that. So you know, I come to work every day just so happy, so blessed. That's why I'm always smiling and always jumping, you know, uh, for my teammates because I dreamed of this. So um, for me, you know, it's a lot of you know, confidence I get from my teammates, a lot of extra work before practice and after practice. And, you know, I've, I've done some great things in this league already, so that keeps my confidence high. You shared a moment with Gibson, that little bodyguard. Um, I have to remember. What was um, that moment for you? Um, you know, I just want to send him my love uh, personally. Um, you know, obviously, you know, the passing of Nipsey, you know, kind of shocked the world. I think everybody's kind of, even if you didn't know him, if you didn't listen to his music or anything, you know, it kind of just caught everybody off guard. And, uh, you know, uh, me and Kevin just lost a really, really close friend as well to gun violence. So kind of hit home. So, you know, me and Kevin's been getting a lot of condolences from other people. So I wanted to send my condolences personally to him and uh, the entire family. And uh, we want to keep Nipsey's name alive forever. All right. That's Quinn Cook talking about uh, something a little more important than basketball. And uh, he and Kevin Durant, of course, flew back east uh, for the funeral of Nipsey Hussle, the uh, rapper that... Yeah, well, Cliff Dixon was their friend that had... Correct. Yeah, had been shot, and then, yeah, Nipsey Hussle, obviously... Yes. ...killed a couple of days ago as well. Just awful. You know, that's one of the things we don't, uh, you know, talk a lot about is what what anybody, whether it's a coach, player, ref, is going on uh, in their individual lives, obviously affects what they're doing on the court. You know, I just was thinking about that. We see Popovich getting run and Durant being upset and Cousins get... You know, it's, uh, who knows what's going on? I mean, you know, I mean, I'm ice. You know, nobody knows. I mean, I'm ice. You know, when I'm on the air, I mean, yeah. nobody knows the problems I'm having. I mean, I'm sick, but you know, what I mean, well, somebody noticed. Yeah, that that is true. <laughs> Golden State Warriors tonight, one hundred eight ninety winners over the Los Angeles Lakers. I would just call it a very funky game. It was a very funky game. The Warriors got up thirty nine to twelve after one quarter. Uh, they they basically just rolled from that point on. But what's interesting is 
Steph Curry was pretty lousy tonight. Three for 14, one for nine from three-point range. Klay Thompson, three for 11, three for seven from three-point range. And uh, yet, no worries. The Warriors were never, ever in jeopardy tonight. Well, and the interesting thing is, you mentioned Curry, one for nine. Clay three for seven. But you look up at the total. Yeah, I just saw that too. 18 for 46. So the Warriors hit 18 threes and shot 39% from three. And then you go down to the Lakers column in the same slot, and it's eight for 37, 21%. The Warriors outscored the Lakers by 30. I mean, think about three it. three-point range on a bad night where your main two didn't really get it done. I mean, think about it for a minute. If you would have said, okay, look, War- Warriors are going to play a game. Forget against two. Uh, Iguodala is not playing. Livingston's not playing. Cousins is not playing. Uh, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry are going are gonna to combine to shoot six for 25 from the floor and make four for 16 from three-point range. What do you think is going to happen? They're going to lose by 30. Well, it was basically the opposite tonight, even though uh, it was only an 18-point uh, margin. It was felt so much worse than that. Uh, last quarter, Lakers 24-14. to 14. I mean, I guess if we really want to nitpick, what the hell happened to the Warriors' offense in the last three quarters? 35, 36, 69 points the last three quarters. I mean, they, we got a scoring drought, J.D.? All of a sudden, this team can't score? Honestly, they just didn't make shots. I don't think. I mean, really, because I'm looking at the total turnovers for the night. They ended up with, what, 14 turnovers, yeah. which actually isn't a lot. 30 assists. I mean, I'm, look, I'm, looking at the, I'm looking at the first quarter. I mean, the Warriors were 16 for 25 in the first quarter, and they made seven threes in the first quarter. So seven of their 18 threes were in the first quarter. They wound up 11 for 34 throughout the final three quarters. And, yeah, if you take 16 away, I mean, the Warriors were, what, 27 for 73? So they were basically a they're basically a 35% shooting team over the final three quarters. All right, I get, I'm going to – I need clarification on something. Uh, how many turnovers did the Warriors have tonight, J.D.? 14. See, now why don't you say 15? Well, I'm looking at the box score and it says 14. Well, no. Oh, actually, it says, I guess you're right. Yeah, I guess there was an, an actual, there was a team turnover, right? Yes. It's usually a shot clock violation. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. I just, because a lot of times they have, like, the turnovers don't match the no, team you're correct. turnovers. You're correct. I always no, use right. the highest number to make it sound worse. You know what I mean? I just look at the individual, I look at the individual number. You're right. That's fine. It's semantics. I'm not saying you're wrong. No, I'm no, right, no, or... no, no. I'm just uh, no, but I, I I wonder what the official, for example, when they register well, the turnovers tonight in the official Warriors statistics, like the Lakers number matches tonight, correct? And a lot of times it matches, right? But what it, like what do they plug into the NBA official stats tonight? I'm guessing it's 15. I think so too, but uh, it's yeah, 15. We digest. Yeah, it's it's digress. no. It would be the it would be the total number for the team. Yeah. So yeah, fifteen. Uh, oh, you talked about Tyson Chandler. We got what do we got? Two minutes. Okay, you want to hear my? We uh, got two minutes to talk about Dickie Simpkins and that's Tyson correct. Chandler. So you were talking. Uh, in case you didn't hear early, uh, Tyson Chandler got a DNP coach's decision yeah. tonight. Yeah. He was the only guy who didn't play. Back in the day when I was covering well, the Reggie Bullock had neck next. Oh yeah, he definitely had neck stiffness. So, uh, Warriors are playing in Chicago. 
one year, and they go into Chicago and get beat by 47. And everybody played for the Warriors except Dickie Simpkins. All right? So it, the box score looked like tonight. Yeah. And um, you ever uh, know Jorge Ortiz? He used yeah. to work for the San Francisco yeah. Examiner. I Absolutely. believe now he works he's, for USA Today. He still covers baseball. Yeah, baseball yeah, writer. all the time. Well, he had a – back then the Examiner was a PM paper. Okay. So he always had to look for a little bit of a different angle. He couldn't just write – The game more, story. Yeah. Correct. So he – he interviewed Dickie Simpkins. He wanted to interview Dickie Simpkins, who was the only guy who didn't play that night. And so... In Chicago, where correct, he'd won correct. a ring. Dickie was willing to talk to uh, Jorge after the game. But when Jorge wanted to get quotes from P.J. Carlissimo, who was the coach at the time, P.J. was not, not happy. About Dickie Simpkins. Yeah, about Jorge saying, why didn't Dickie Simpkins play tonight? P.J. was like, why are you asking me about Dickie Simpkins? Well, he's the only guy who didn't play. And, you know, it was uh, expletives. <coughs> expletives really? followed. Oh, Whoa, yeah. From P.J. Oh, he was fuming. He was fuming. Like, he was like, you know. Of course he was. Yeah. So, anyway. All of right. course he was. So there's, a, there's Time Machine Warriors. All right. Warriors 108. Lakers 90. This day and suck. Yeah. That's right. it. All right, that's going to do it for the uh, Warriors wrap-up brought to you by Realtor.com, your home for home search. Thanks for listening.